Hello, I'm Angela Catunes. And I'm Wendy Harmer. Hello, Wendy. Hello, Ange. Welcome to the program. It's very nice to be back. I decided to come up with a, a list of things that we should do before we die. A bucket list. A bucket list. Before we Things to do before you kick the bucket. That's it. Yeah. And I looked at all those lists that had a hundred things. Yes. And I thought, well, you know, that's a bit too long. But I came up across <laughs> this one from Forbes magazine. You know, which is the Forbes is the Filthy Rich. Yes, magazine. Magazine. Yeah. On Forbes.com, this list was. Yeah. And there are ten things one should do before one dies. Okay. And I thought... We might go down the list and see how many we've done, how many we've that's, ticked. All right, that's a good off. idea. Just overall, do you think it's a worthwhile list? Do you like these ten things or would you add or subtract mm. some of the things in well, there? Well, they're kind of interesting. There's um, This is probably for people who can't have – this is a bloke's list. A boy's list. Yeah, for mm. people who can't have children because I think a lot of these you wouldn't bother about if you'd had kids. Right. Because I think once you've had children, that can be your list – Pretty much. The one thing I'd like to do before I die is hold a grandchild. Me too. Mm. That is definitely on my list. Yeah. All right, so let's start this rich boys list, shall we? Let's. Number one, make a pilgrimage. Make a pilgrimage. It could be Jerusalem or Rome or Mecca, a traditional one. It could be Stonehenge, Machu Picchu. The goal, he says, is a cathedral you hold sacred, a place where you can feel part of Mm. something larger. Yes. I did that once mm-hmm. um, with my ex-partner. We uh, both were very moved by a film, Paris, Texas, some years ago. Yeah. The music was by um, Rai Kudo. Fa- oh, I remember. Famous yes. soundtrack. It was directed by Vim Vendors. It was a wonderful, atmospheric, beautiful film set, I believed, in Paris, Texas. So we went to America and we bought a, a fantastic American car and went on a big drive across America. Destination... Paris, Texas, Mm. and made a pilgrimage to this location. And when we got to Paris, Texas, it was all green rolling hills. (laughs) It was nothing (laughs) like in the moon. No desert, (laughs) (laughs) no cactus, none of those, you know, rolling things. You've been gypped. Gypped. They shot it somewhere else altogether and just called it Paris, Texas. (laughs) (laughs) They probably... They probably shot it, you know, up the road in yeah, Broken Hill or somewhere. That's right. Oh, that's funny. That's hilarious. Well, I, my place of where I've been, a place where I felt that I was part of something large, it was definitely Uluru. Oh, yes. That would be my – and I've been to Notre Dame and I've been to Chartres and I've been to various things, but Uluru mm. is more sacred and extraordinary than any of those man-made things. I Did you feel – Compelled to climb it? No, I did not. Good girl. I'm very proud of that. And the other thing it says is it says here, don't, you don't need a video camera. Don't take your video camera. Yeah, I agree good. With that. I okay. agree with that too. All right, so we'll give that one a tick. Yeah, we like the idea okay. of making a pilgrimage. Number two, eat a meal good enough to be your last. The story says when the end comes for you, there's a distinct possibility you'll be in no position to enjoy white truffles. Now, as far as I'm concerned, mm. I eat very, very well on a regular basis. <laughs> I don't know about you. <laughs> I eat as if every meal is my last. Yeah, me too. Unfortunately. <laughs> I've been to some very beautiful, fancy restaurants and had... Food to die for. Yes, I walk <laughs> past a biscuit tin and think, I could be dead in a minute. I better, I better have one. <laughs> better 
<laughs> okay, well, we don't necessarily no, agree with that No, we think that's wrong. That can go off. Climb your own Mount Ventoux. It's been said the Renaissance began with Petrarch's ascent of this peak in Provence in the 1330s. and was not something people did at the time. Yes. So... Climb a mountain. The point is to climb something you're afraid of climbing and see something new. Mm. I don't know. You see, I can tell this, right here this is a bloke who wrote this. Because and there's any amount of this, people off climbing Mount Kilimanjaro and mountains all over the joint at the moment. It's yeah, that's right. Very much in vogue. Yes, and it's this thing about having to be having to conquer mm. nature. I don't believe in that. I do not believe in conquering, having to conquer nature as being something to achieve during your lifetime. And so, you know, I never, I've never understood the compunction in some people to climb Mount Everest, for instance. Mm. It just looks like hell to me. Mm. Absolute hell. Mm. So I don't know about that. I'm, you know, so is it the sort of physical challenge here, do you think? Or the fact of getting on top of some um, remarkable feature of nature? Well, yes. Well, it seems to be in plague proportions at the moment. There's people training everywhere you look to bloody go and flog their way through the Kokoda track or, you know, mm. climbing volcanoes in Bali and all that business. Yeah, that's right. I don't know about that. Although I do have in the back of my mind that I quite like to sail around the two great horns, mm. the Cape of Ooh. Good Horn and Cape Horn. I guess my, Cape equi- of Good Hope my equivalent would be, I think, reading Proust in French. <laughs> that would be, that would take me a, a lifetime. You that see, would be my challenge, Mount Everest. But yeah. would it be fun? Would you do that before you died? Say you only had, you know, a week or two to go. Would that be there up on your list? Probably not. No, I'd be still back with a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> What about this one? Memorise a poem and pass it on. Well, I think memorising a poem's a good idea. Mm. Um, passing it on. I've taught my daughter lots of little bits and pieces, mm. little nonsense rhymes and songs, and I don't really know any poems uh, of any great length, but I do know quite a lot of folk songs that run into about, you know, 15 verses. Uh-oh, here we go. All around my hat. <laughs> what do you mean, uh-oh? <laughs> All around my hat, I will wear the green willow. Go on. Yeah, She's yeah, such yeah. a folk singer. No, I know. No. Well, well, I like the ones that start in the year of 1,798 <laughs> and then go on from there. Yeah, year by year. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I, I think that is a lovely thing, though. I think that's actually challenging your brain to remember something. Mm. And, well, yeah, yes, and that's right. It on. Lovely, uh, lovely idea. Yeah, no, I like that idea too, yeah. memorising a poem. And, and, you know, I am a poet. It's the first thing I ever had published was poetry as oh, a youngster. Is that right? Yes, I had poems published in, a, in an anthology of Australian women poets. And I had a friend who's become one of Australia's finest and, and most famous poets. So I've always loved poetry and I'm thrilled to see my daughter does also. And in mm. fact, she loves Shakespeare. And get this, she has decided that when she is old enough, that is when she's no longer um, under my duty of care, mm-hmm. which will be any day now, <laughs> um, she wants to have a little poem tattooed <laughs> behind her ear. It have to be a very short, short poem. poem. Yeah, haiku. Yes. There was a young girl from Yates who danced a fandango on skates. Not a limerick, oh, right. young woman, mm. but some nice little line of poetry, probably from. Oh no, I remember. I, I do remember that poem. 
It's not a young woman. That's why I went where I went wrong. There was a young man from Yates who danced the fandango on skates till a slash from his cutlass rendered him nutless and practically useless on dates. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> if she had that done in, say, Thai or Japanese, no one would ever know. Nice. That's a limerick. What do you think about the next one on the list? Make an enemy for life. Well, I was going to say that you look really fat in that top, so... Shut up. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> Goodbye. No, make an enemy for life. No, you don't. You look I don't lovely like that. in that top. I don't like that. In fact, I'm trying to do exactly the opposite. Well, the point being, stand up to a bully, speak out against a mm. fraud, fight off a risal for a prize, fight care a enough about something to make someone mad. An enemy helps you define yourself. You know, that is quite true. There is a lot of cowardice about in the world and... Um, mm. And no, I don't like it. I I don't want to make an enemy for life at all, actually. And in fact, I've quite consciously over the last couple of years tried to make amends for things that I regret. Mm. And so I've apologised for a couple of people for treating them badly over the years. And so I I don't subscribe to the idea of making an enemy for life. You know, you just learn to be assertive. Stand up for yourself, but that's not making an enemy. Mm -hmm. I think the idea, though, I mean, to put it in a little sort of another context though to understand and to go through life knowing that there will be people who don't like you and actually live with that yes I suppose and that's deal fair. with that yeah that's fair enough. and not stop doing what you do because you're worried about you know what folk might think of you that's pretty important stuff yeah no it is you're quite right I had a funny thing from my son the other day I was uh, you know on the net there was some person who'd written some rude comment about me or something no. and my son said oh he said mum you don't want to worry about that. Don't worry about what people think of you. All that stuff on the net, it's not even really real and they don't even sign their own names. Just delete it and forget about it. Good on I him. Thought, wow. There you go. What he, great advice. He already knows, doesn't he? He's a very wise young man. Okay, so make an enemy for life. What's that? That's number one, two, three, four, five, six. Now number six is forgive someone. So it sounds like you've been doing a lot of that. Six, forgive someone. Mm. Um, yes, and sort of asking for forgiveness in a funny sort of way. That's why the Jewish have that wonderful, it's Yom Kippur, isn't it? The Day of Atonement, mm. when you walk around and we apologise to people that you've annoyed over the past year. Yeah, forgive someone. Yes, I, I'm all up for that too. So ask for forgiveness and forgive someone. Yes, definitely. Yeah. What about you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a bit of a pushover. Yeah, that. yeah. I've forgiven everybody. Yeah, I've forgiven everybody I too. I give a rat. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's not worth it. Whatevs. <laughs> yeah, whatevs. <laughs> not worth hanging on to that stuff, yeah, is it? No, it Let isn't. Let it go. It isn't. It isn't indeed. Number seven, see for yourself that the earth is round. Well, I reckon you can stand on the beach and, and work that out for yourself. What do you think, Wend? Well, it was funny. We were standing out on my deck the other day and we look out towards the beach and I was standing there with a friend of mine. We both laughed like drains and... Because we looked down and there was this extraordinarily beautiful horizon and it was a very, very clear day. And I said to my friend Bruce, God, no wonder in the old days they thought the earth was flat. And I mean, just, look at that. Yeah, that's right. I and mean, keep of sailing and you'll fall did. over the edge. Of course they did. That's true. Although this suggestion is a beauty. The surest way is to set sail in one direction and not stop until you're home. Mm. Um, but for another method, to journey north of the Arctic Circle around the summer solstice and spend a night watching the sun circle above the horizon. Wow. This really is from Forbes magazine, isn't it? <laughs> 
Well, that's right, especially when they say, ideally, spend the night in a hot tub. <laughs> that is a fire Forbes. <laughs> so we think, see for yourself that the earth is round. No, I'll take it on face value. <laughs> I'm That's prepared. Right. I've I'm seen the pictures. I'm them, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I agree. All right, Okay, then. where are we up to? Eight. Eight. Take someone you love to see the Camera degli Sposi. These are these um, important works of art in Italy by Mantegna. But uh, let's broaden that out a bit. What was a work of art that you think everyone should see if they had the chance. Well, you know, I went to the Sistine Chapel in Rome and Mm. now that was unbelievable. And the other thing I went to, I remember now, was a museum of Michelangelo sculptures and they were huge blocks of marble and he hadn't quite finished them. Mm. And so they were massive, big white blocks and you saw these characters kind of elbowing their way out of these huge Mm. blocks of marble. That has stayed with me ever since I went there, which was a good... 30 years ago. Mm, But I just mm. have to also quickly share this story. I worked on a kids' TV show when I went uh, the first time to Rome called Simon Townsend's Wonderworld. And anyway, I left that show and flew straight to Rome the next day. I must admit I was a little bit um, overcome. But anyway, I went to the, uh, what's the amazing gallery in Rome where the Mona Lisa is? Is it the Uffizi? Yeah, yeah. yes, it is. Anyway, I'm standing in front of the Mona Lisa, you know, one of those amazing moments in your life, and I feel a tap on the shoulder and I turn around and this young girl says, aren't you Angela Coutins from Simon Townsend's Wonderworld? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you see, she'll go home and say, say, did you see the Mona Lisa? Oh, no, but I saw Angela Coutins from Simon Townsend's Wonderworld. (laughs) I reckon everyone should see her before they die. Well, well, I think everyone, if they get the chance, should go and see the Taj Mahal. Oh, well, you know, that's something <gasps> oh, I've not done. It is staggeringly beautiful. I'm going to do that. Absolutely when. extraordinary. And could have spent hours and hours, could have spent the day there. Could have, we, we did. We went back three times, I think, mm-hmm. husband and I. Mm-hmm. Was just, I'll never forget it, the, the marble... Is it's just it has this incredible depth. It's almost sort of translucent and sparkles, and to see it by moonlight. Well, the Taj Mahal by moonlight there must be unbelievable. And the other part is to share it with someone. It's yep. it's kind of uh, not like only poor half old sad princess die sitting there by herself. It's only it? half the experience when you go by yourself, isn't it? Yeah. When you can't turn around to someone and say, "Will you get a look at that?" Get a look at that. It's a monument to love as well. So. Oh. And two more on this list from Forbes magazine. Uh, the uh, number nine is Defy Gravity. Wow. Oh, I don't care about that. I don't care about defying gravity. What, bungee jumping or jumping out of a plane? I went on a balloon trip. That was quite pleasant. Yeah. I've never been on a, I've been on a balloon trip. That's quite nice, but, it, you know, it's... I actually, I, I know people have been on balloon trips and said it was as boring as buggery. <laughs> It's a little bit bit imperceptible, the whole sensation. I like a good roller coaster ride. Would that count for Defying Gravity? Absolutely. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yep, Uh, so Defying Gravity. I would also say go um, underwater. That's extraordinary. That's really Mm. amazing when you, uh, you, the first time you go snorkeling. Mm. So I would say go up in the air or under the water. Or the under the water. Would you go into space if you had the chance? Yes. I would too. Mm. Oh, that'd be Straight something. Away. Yeah, that'd be something. That'd be really good. Do you know what I would like to see, do before I die? Have someone uh, give me a medal for being the oldest person who had ever lived. 
just want to keep going and going and going. Yeah, because I want to go into space. I love space movies. I love, I would love to live in space. Wouldn't you go to other planets, meet aliens? I would love to live way off in the future. (laughs) Wouldn't you? No, not particularly. I'm perfectly happy where I am. All right. Well, here's the last one in our list. Yes. Let someone have the chance you missed. Maybe it'll be one of the things that are on this list, like a trip you always meant to take but which eventually becomes impossible. With age come limitations, but with age also comes wisdom and money. When it's too late for you, give someone younger what you always wanted. Yes, well, I suppose that's true, although I think both you and I have been very lucky. We've, oh, God, we've, been... we've had no limitations at Absolute, all. Absolutely. Listen to the things that we've talked about. Mm. So if you ask me what I want to do before I die, I would just say, apart from having a grandchild, as we mentioned. Yes, I'd love to have a grandchild. I've pretty much done everything, Me Ange. too. I'm very happy. And I'm just happy. Happy. Me too. Me let's, too. Let's go have a biggie. If you'd like to add to our bucket list, we'd love to hear from you. Yes. abc.net.au slash local slash podcasts. Send us an email. Yeah. And keep, please don't die before, <laughs> before next week. Thanks for joining in. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.